You are a prospective client for divorce. But before you consult your own lawyer, listen carefully to the simulated interview between Walter E. Hurst, Hollywood attorney, and his client. It will teach you the basic facts and will help you prepare for what you need to know when interviewed. This record is divided by bands into a checklist of questions and answers. Band one is about statistics, names, addresses, and general information concerning all parties involved, husband, wife, and children. Band two takes in background and reasons for divorce. Band three involves custody of children. Band four discusses property. Band five, the client's budget involving earnings and living expenses. Band six, the next steps and procedures after first interview, what has to be done. Band seven, a checklist, questions your attorney will ask himself after your interview about your case. Band eight, attorney's general remarks on divorce and divorce laws. The interview begins. How do you do? My name is Walter Hurst. May I please learn your name? My name is Robert Rich. Could I please have your full name? I now am going to prepare various documents, including a summons, a complaint, and an affidavit concerning an order to show cause. And for these documents, I need certain information, including your first name, middle name, and last name. Robert Richard Rich is my full name. Your birth date, please. July 4th, 1930. And your address? 10 John Street. Your telephone? 888-777. Do you have a business address? It's the same as my home. And the same telephone? Yes. Uh, could I have the name of your spouse, please? Her name is Gloria. A middle name? August the 1st, 1934. <laughs> the middle name, please, of your spouse. Her middle name? I don't know her middle name. Right, you gave the birth date. You're following the checklist very well. Thank you. Could you please uh, tell me what's her address? Same as mine, 10 John Street, and the same phone number. Well, we're unable to proceed with a divorce until such time as the two of you no longer live in the same house. Um, have you moved out yet? Yes, I left her last week. Oh, then the address you gave me is the permanent address. Could you give me a temporary address where you're living now, please? Yes, I'm at the Hotel Tudor. Fine, and the business address of that Hotel Tudor? I think it's at 10 Main Street. Right, I'll check in the phone book later to see. Uh, what was the date of your marriage? We were married on, uh, let's see, June 2nd, 1957. Where were you married? Oh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. And when did you separate? You said last week? Yes, just a week ago. Let's see, I'm going to do some arithmetic to see how many years, months, and dates you were together. Um, do you two have any children born during the marriage? Oh, yeah, there's uh, William and what? Sonia. Does William have a middle name? William James. And when was he born? He was born on September 10th, 1959. And when was Sonia born? Sonia was born August 9th, 1965. Does Sonia have a middle name? No, she doesn't. Uh, the, um, where do the children live now? With their mother. And how long have you been in this state? Oh, let's see. The uh, court of a state um, has to have jurisdiction over a divorce case, and the 
requirement of residency is one of the requirements for jurisdiction. I see. And that's well, why we're asking about how long you've been in the state. I see. Uh, I've been here since 1955, September. And in this county? Yes. And at the present address for how long? Well, where I lived with my wife at 10 John Street, right. three years. What about your wife? How long has she been in California? Same time, Before. 1955. And how long has she been in this county? The same time. And at the present address? In three years, like me. Uh, do you have a previous marriage? Yes, I was married to Christina. What's her full name, please? Christina Jorgen. And where were you married? In Macon, Georgia. When? Oh, January 1st, 1955, New Year's Day. And how was this marriage terminated? Oh, we divorced each other. Where? Also in Macon. When? Oh, that must have been about 55, October of 1955. Uh, do you have a copy of um, the divorce judgment? Yes, I have it in my safety deposit vault in the bank. Fine, I'd like to see it, please. All right. Uh, do, were there any children of that marriage? Yes, we had a daughter named Ruth. And when was she born? Oh, let me see. August 2nd, 1955. And where does she live now? In Macon with her mother. Uh, how uh, is Ruth supported? I pay $100 a month to her mother. And then does her mother provide the rest of the support? Yes, she does, and her present husband does too. Is there a court decree in that case ordering you to pay $100? Yes, there is. It doesn't order more or less? No, that's the fixed amount. Now, uh, your spouse, was your spouse previously married? Yes, she was married to... Where? Uh, she was married to Stephen Stevens mm -hmm. in Detroit. Where and when? In Detroit, in about 1950, I think. How was that marriage terminated? They were also divorced in Detroit, about 1952. Have you uh, seen a copy of that divorce decree? No, I haven't, as a matter of fact. That's one of the things we should check into. I have found that uh, sometimes... A previous marriage is not legally terminated. Hmm. Uh, sometimes it's a simple case of uh, desertion. Other times it's a case of uh, somebody not bothering to file the final papers. I see. Now, are there any children from your spouse's previous marriage? She has a daughter named Gwen, who's about 16 years old. And where does Gwen live? She lives with us. We're going to have to remember that. Uh, have you ever adopted Gwen legally? Mm, no, I haven't. Right. When um, we discuss the amount of alimony and child support, we're going to have to keep Gwen in mind, not because you have to support her, but because your wife has to support her, and that may increase her general need for money. You mean I'd have to give her more money? Well, the... I can't predict what a court will do, but a court will take into consideration that your wife's earnings will be spent partly on your wife, partly for Gwen. Therefore, your wife will have less money for the two children that you and your wife share. And therefore, the court may order you to pay more money for child support for those two children. But her, her own father, Gwen's father, Steve Stevens, sends $50 a month already. Can't that be increased if I get a divorce? Right. We would certainly want to encourage your wife and your wife's attorney because a 16-year-old girl cannot be supported on $50 a month. I see. We'll explore that. Um, we ourselves do not have the power to uh, get more money against Steve Stevens. That's up to the judge. Uh, well, 
it's up to a separate lawsuit, one that your wife would have to bring against Steve Stevens. Does um, either the client or the spouse pay or receive alimony? Now, we've discussed that your wife gets um, child support and you pay child support. Um, I doubt that either of you receive alimony. Do no, you? we don't. That, that's about the extent of it. No property settlement payments have to no, be made none. by either of you? None, Mr. Hurst. Uh, what's your employment? I'm a, uh, a freelance writer. Did you uh, work as such before your marriage also? Oh, yes. And have you worked as such ever since? That's, that's all I've done. What uh, type of training have you had? Well, high school and two years of, of uh, college. And what employers have you worked for? I work for various magazines. I work uh, for magazines indirectly. Directly, I work for my agent who supplies the, the uh, assignments for me. Uh, what are your average earnings? About $8,000 a year. Has that been pretty consistent during the past few years? Fairly consistent. Goes up and down a little bit, but give or take several hundred dollars. That's about the average. Uh, what about your spouse? Did she work before the marriage? Yes, she was a secretary. And has she been working during the marriage? Yes, she has. Is she working now? Yes. Uh, who is she working for now? She works for a company or some accounting company. She's a secretary to them. Right. Uh, would you please check and get their accurate name? We may wish to subpoena their records at some future time to show exactly how much she does make. Very well. And have you any idea of your wife's average earnings? It's uh, not too consistent. During the uh, slow season, she earns about $50 a week. But when there's tax work to be done for this accountant, uh, it can go up to 150 and That would be about 10 weeks a year that she makes about 150 About that, yes. Uh, let me ask you some health questions. Uh, when were you last examined? I was examined October of last year. And what was the condition of your health? Doctor said I was very nervous. I was all upset and twitchy and uh, couldn't concentrate, and I had nervous twigs and indigestion, all that sort of thing. What's your doctor's name and address? Uh, Dr. Willie, 303 North Fairfax. And uh, your spouse, when was she last examined? At the same time, October of last year. What was her condition? Well, she's also nervous. The doctor told her that, too, but uh, this is aggravation she brings upon herself. And the doctor's name and address? Same, same one, Dr. Willie, 303 North Fairfax. Is your wife pregnant now? Not that I know of. Band two, background and reasons for divorce. Could you please uh, tell me about your education? I've had two years of college. And your spouse's education? High school and secretarial school. Do you love your spouse? I thought I did. I, uh, I'm not too sure now, after the way she's treated me. Is the love returned? Not at all. When was the beginning of trouble in your marriage? Oh, about two years ago. That's when she began trying to keep up with the Joneses, spending my money very recklessly, buying odds and ends, and uh, generally wasting money. Have you had any previous separations? Sporadically, yes. I've walked out on her because I couldn't stand being in the same house with her. I couldn't work. You see, I work at home. And she uh, constantly interfered with me. She nagged, ridiculed my work, said I was in the way in the house. How did she act in front of friends and neighbors? Very, very sad. Uh, her uh, attitude was one of resentment toward me. She resented the fact that I was a writer and making so little, she wanted more money. 
and she asked me to try to go out and get a different line of work. And uh, constantly ridiculed my work, constantly ridiculed my appearance. How did she treat your parents? With total, total disdain. She says that uh, they didn't educate me enough, didn't give me the right background, the right upbringing. How does she treat her parents? Well, with rather kindness. She's very gentle with them. How do you get along with your in-laws? I have very little to do with them. They're just uh, too much like her. Does your spouse want a divorce? Yes, she does. Does your spouse know that you are seeking a divorce? I told her that, and we agreed on separating and getting away from each other. Does your wife complain about you? Yes. In addition to the complaints you mentioned, what are her other complaints about you now? Well, she doesn't uh, seem to like anything about me. She even ridicules the town in which I was born. She ridicules the kind of writing I do. You see, I'm a non-fiction writer, and she wants me to write bestsellers. I'm not a, a, a writer of novels. I write uh, articles. Have... Um... You discussed your problems with a doctor or a psychiatrist, a minister, a priest. Well, we talked to Dr. Willie about it. And Dr. Willie just advised us to take tranquilizers and try to get more rest and more sleep and try to get along with one another. And that's the only one we discussed it with. Have you discussed it with a social worker or a family service agency? No, because uh, we tried it once. We did try it once, and my wife blew up then. She claimed that I was ill, needed psychiatric care. Have you talked about it with members of your or her family or friends? Well, I did discuss it with a brother of mine, and he was very sorry for me and thought that I should uh, remove myself from the house and probably get an office someplace and try to work there. But I can't work in an office. I'm a customer work at home. What other steps have you taken to save your marriage? Well, <clears throat> we talked it over with each other, uh, but each time it ended up in a quarrel again. Uh, she's just very unreasonable in any situation. Could I please have permission to consult with uh, Dr. Willie and to ask him directly? Yes, of course. Sure, he's amenable. Yeah. Fine. Uh, would you sign this form giving me authorization? I'll send it to Dr. Willie so that he'll feel free to talk with me over the phone. Yes, I will. Thank you. Are you willing to try to save your marriage? No, it's beyond saving. It's just been going on too long like this. Interfere with my health, my work. I'm unable to concentrate on anything at all except this nagging, nagging, nagging woman. Is your wife willing to save the marriage? I don't see why. If uh, she thinks that if she can divorce me, that she can find somebody more worthy of her, somebody making a better living, I think. What are your plans? To find some peace of mind, probably move to New York, and try to work there. I try to make more contacts and start a new life. Fine, let's discuss the grounds for divorce. The usual ground of divorce that we've found usable is the ground of extreme cruelty. Mental cruelty, physical cruelty. Has there been any physical cruelty in your case? Very, very much so. What has she done? She's uh, refused to give me luncheon, for instance, at home, told me to make my own sandwiches. Uh, she's uh, ridiculed everything I've written, looked at it and discarded it and said it wasn't worthy of a three-year-old, no less a professional writer. Does that include material that you have sold? Yes. She says that the editors are idiots for accepting this material. Uh, has she ever uh, hit you? Well, several times during arguments, she has uh, moved things about very roughly, very crudely. Has she thrown anything at you? Several times when uh, I'd be working. Ashtrays, uh, knives? 
Yeah, not knives, but ashtrays. She's throwing, she once threw a small portable radio at me and uh, scratched my face up, tore my clothes, because she gets, as I said, thoroughly unreasonable. Just no argument with this woman. She's horrible. I'm going to ask you for some specific incidents later, and at those specific instances, please try to remember when they occurred, where they occurred. Do you have any witnesses who can testify on your behalf? Mm, yes, my uncle, for instance. Now, I'll need a witness to corroborate your residence, that you've been in the state and county as long as you've said. Yes, my uncle, Joe Rogers. And can he also testify about uh, the acts of uh, nagging and throwing things? Oh, yes. He's been there several times. He's witnessed these happenings. What's his address? 12 John Street, right down the street from me. And his testimony would be? Well, it would... Uh, I guess. His uh, testimony would involve uh, uh, scenes he's witnessed, things he's heard. He's been in the house several times when, many times, as a matter of fact, uh, whenever he's in the house... She gets argumentative and nasty. How does your wife act toward him? Very badly. Treats him as an outsider, an intruder. How does she act toward you in front of him? She, again, she ridicules me. Do you have any other uh, witnesses? Yes, there's a neighbor down the street, uh, Helen Bright. She lives at 14 John Street. And what could she testify that she saw? She saw my wife chasing me out of the house. She saw various things happening like this. She saw all kinds of things. Fine. Thank you. Band three, custody of children. With uh, whom are the children now? Oh, they're with Gloria, with my wife. Has uh, there been any previous court action at all? No, none at all. Uh, what plans do you have for the future of the children? Oh, they'll stay with Gloria. I'm perfectly willing to do that, and I'll, su I'll help uh, support them. So uh, that you won't, um, at this time, fight for the custody of the children? No, not at all. They belong with their mother. Are you willing and able to um, care for the children if uh, she decides that she doesn't want the children? Yes, uh, it'd be a little difficult for me, but I'd get a housekeeper. Is your spouse able and willing to care for the children now? Well, she'd also have to get someone to come in and take care of the child because she, the children rather, because she works. But yes, she can do it. Are you able to help her with the children? In what way? Uh, take the children out. Um, possibly during the week, so that she can do her accounting work sometimes. Well, if I decide to stay in, uh, in town, yes, but if I move away, I don't see how I can do that. Have the children been told about um, your plans for divorce? No, we've told the older children. And uh, what's their reaction been? Well, uh, they decided not to come home from school one day after we told them, and they stayed with friends. They were pretty upset. What are the preferences and attitudes of the children? That's hard to say. I think they love both of us. Are they willing to stay with whoever they are told to stay with? Well, I suppose so. It'll be a little difficult for them, but that's the nature of the game, I guess. Uh, what are your plans for visiting the children? I would like to visit them every Saturday. I'm free on Saturday. That's the time I usually take off from my work. I'd like to spend that time with them. Have you talked about this with your wife? Yes, I have, and she's agreeable. Uh, what about vacations? Well, we haven't worked that out yet, but... Uh, Whatever we can work out, I'd like to take them, say, for half one vacation and leave them with the mother for the other half. Well, summer vacation is an eight to ten week period. Yes, well, I'd keep them for four or five weeks. I'd is have... your wife willing to allow you to keep the children that long? I don't know. We'd have to work that out. Uh, we haven't discussed vacations. 
Are there any discipline problems concerning any of the children? None. They're in perfect health. They're very bright and very healthy. Do any of the children have handicaps or special requirements? Oh, no, not at all. No emotional handicaps? Well, only the ones specified before when we told them they were breaking up. Any physical handicaps? None at all. Educational handicaps? No, they do very well in school. Uh, the name of your children's doctor? Dr. Willie. He takes care of the whole family. That's right. Uh, what are the financial needs of the children? Well, the general needs, uh, food, uh, clothing, uh, musical education. Musical education? Yes, uh, they study, one studies piano and the other studies violin. But uh, how much does this cost? I have no idea. My wife takes care of that. Uh, do you um, plan to keep on working the kind of work that you do? I suppose the answer is yes. The answer is yes. I'll have to work harder in order to maintain two households, I think. Does your pl wife plan to keep on working? Yes, yes. Uh, have um, you and your spouse made any special plans for the children's future needs? No, we haven't discussed that at this point. I'd suggest that you do that because children tend to um, need more and more support as they get older. We'll discuss it. Band four, property. One of the unfortunate aspects of divorce is that each party is going to lose the use of some of the property that the two parties have together. We have to prepare a list of the property that the two parties have together, and then the parties have to work out, or if they don't, the court has to work out which party receives which property. At step one, we ask questions as to what property the parties have. Mr. Rich, at the time of your marriage, did you have any property, any cash, stock, bonds? No, Mr. Hurst, we own nothing. Did you have a car? No, we had nothing at all. Neither just, you nor your wife? No, we just had the clothes on our backs. We were pretty poor. What about now? Do you now have any property? Oh, yes. Now we have a house and a car and clothes, furniture, things like that. During your marriage, did either you or your wife inherit any property? No, we inherited nothing. Or did you get any large amounts of property through gifts? Nothing worth mentioning, Mr. Hurst. Uh, do you have any real estate? No, except for the house. We do own the house. And right now, do you have any cash in the bank? Yes, we have a joint account of something like over $2,000. Where is it? It's the Bank of America. Um, you'll have to consider, Mr. Rich, withdrawing either the full amount or at least half the amount. Oh, I've been thinking about that because of the way my wife spends money, I'll have to draw at least half of it out. Let's go into details about your real estate. All right. Uh, what is the address? It's a 10 John Street. Who occupies it now? Just my wife and the children. What was the purchase price? I think it was $25,000. And the purchase date? About three years ago. The down payment? Well, $2,500. The source of your down payment? Well, that's the money we worked so hard to save. We saved it up. Who holds the mortgage of the trust deed? Well, let's see, the Bank of America. What's the present balance? Oh, roughly $15,000. And the monthly balance? We pay, I think, it's $130 a month. Have you made any additions or improvements? Oh, yes, we, uh, not too big. We put a small fence around it, a picket fence, and we painted last year, and we did some 
shrubby work around the place, that's all. What's the value of the additions and improvements? Oh, around a little over $1,000. And the present market value? Of the house, I think right now it can go for $30,000. What's the tax basis? I don't know what it is. What taxes do you pay? About $600 a year. How much insurance do you carry? Well, we carry fire and health, uh, for which I pay $180 a year. How's the title held? In my name, my wife's name. It's joint tenant thing. Do you know the legal description? I don't know, but it's on my deed, I think. I'll have to bring it in to you. Fine. Would you please bring in the following papers? All right. Your legal deed and all other papers concerning your acquisition of the property. If you have any of the escrow papers, please bring them in. All right. Bring in a copy of your insurance policy. Bring in a copy of your tax bill. Mm -hmm. If you have any other papers which concern the house, please bring them in, too. All right. Uh, these estimates that you've been giving me are fine, rough estimates, but we're dealing with a lot of money here. It would be much better if you also gave these answers some additional thought and adjusted the estimates and made them more accurate. I will, thank you. Uh, any other property, the no. real property, uh, any desert land? No, nothing like that. Do you have any business interests? Well, just my business as a writer. And, um... It's, a, it's freelance work. I work at home. I have no business, per se. Uh, Could I, you please prepare a list of the stories that you have written, including the ones that have not been sold? Yes. Possibly the date that you wrote them. Would you please prepare a chronological list of these and of all contracts that you have? All right, that shouldn't be too difficult. I keep a writer's diary in which I list the dates of writing a certain article, the name and the disposition. Okay. If possible, please find all of these contracts. I'd just like to skim through them and see oh. if there's anything interesting that I can find. All right, Mr. Hurst. Uh, one of the items we'll be looking for will be the royalty basis. Yes. If you have any forthcoming royalties. Only when uh, my stories are collected in book form. Do you have any stocks? Yes, I have uh, some stock in a telephone company. And when did you buy it? Oh, August of 66. For about how much? Let's see, I think it was uh, uh, $50 a share. Do you have the purchase slips? Yes, oh, yes. And how is the stock held? In my name. And the current value? $2,600, I think. The income value? $144 per year in dividends. I noticed on these purchase slips that the stock was bought in April rather than August several years ago. Oh. And that's one of the reasons why I ask you to bring in the accurate papers. Well, I can't trust my memory. Would, um, do you have any bonds? No, just some government e-bonds. Government, uh, e Would you please make a list of the e-bonds when they were bought and what names they are? Very well. Do you have an automobile? I have a 64 Chevrolet. Uh, do you have the pink slip? Yes, I have. When did you buy it? Oh, let's see. I bought that in, uh, well, about in 64. For about how much money? I think uh, roughly around $3,000. And uh, since you have the pink slip, I assume there are no more monthly payments. No, I paid that off. Uh, does your wife have a car? Oh, yes. She has the brand-new car of the family, 68 Chevrolet. And whose name is that? In her name. When was the date of purchase? In 68, a couple of months ago. For how much money? Oh, a little over $3,000. How much is owed on it? All of it.
Nothing has been paid on it yet. The balance due is 3000 That's just about that. We paid a down payment. Uh, that's not a full 3000 We paid a down payment. There's a balance of something. If you can find the conditional sales contract, I would like to find it. I'll look for it. Uh, what are the monthly payments? About $250 a month. That would make about 12 payments of 250 a month? Mm -hmm. A lot of women um, who see that they might be going into a divorce picture buy a lot of items on which a lot of money is owed in order to um, have their husbands pay even after the parties have separated. Oh, but how would this work out in my case? I'm not sure I'm going to have to uh, take a look at the title and take a look at other conditions that concern the purchase. I see, because I'd hate to pay her alimony and give her half my property and still keep up payments on her new car. Right, that's one of the uh, matters we have to look into, and in the event we find that you are liable, then we'll have to mention that to the court and make some kind of arrangements that you pay less alimony to her directly, Fine. if any alimony, since Fine. you're the party bringing the lawsuit. I see. Uh, let's go into insurance. Do you have insurance? Yes, we have life insurance with Liberty National. Now, I'm going to ask you more questions about life insurance, health insurance, property insurance, but I find the best thing would be if you would give me the actual policies, if you could get them. All right. Does that also include the Blue Cross? My wife is covered. Yes, please. All right. That is important because one of the issues in a divorce case is the amount of medical expenses that the husband will have to pay for the children. And one of the items that we will want is that your wife promises to keep up her blue cross. I see. Would you please make a list of the furniture and appliances in your home? Go room by room, item by item, so that we know what you have and the approximate value. All right, I'll do that. Now, in column one, you would list the item. In column two, you would list the approximate value. In column three, you would list everything that you want by value. In column four, everything that your wife wants by value. When we have that list prepared, then we know where you and your wife agree. You know who gets the TV, who gets the hi-fi. Oh, I see. Well, she can have the TV. It's a bad set, anyway. Uh, does your wife have any jewelry? Yes, she's got about, over the years, she accumulated around $2,000 worth of jewelry. Any furs? No, we don't wear furs. Do you have so paintings? Just some amateur paintings her mother made. She can have those. Uh, do you have any other assets? Just the copyrights to some of my property. Uh, have you filed your income tax returns? Oh, yes. It's a joint income tax return. Uh, do you have a refund coming? My wife has because, you see, I don't pay withholding being a freelancer. My wife pays withholding tax. Have you um, any idea of your estimated income for the forthcoming year? Yes, it's around $8,000. Have you paid uh, to the United States any estimated tax? for the? No, should I, as a freelancer? I'll have to take a look at your income tax return to see if you absolutely have to. You probably do have to file uh, because um, you get sufficient money from a source which does not withhold any money. I see. But my wife uh, works on salary. Hers is withheld. Fine. Uh, please bring in copies of your past few years' tax returns. All right. Uh, do you have a safe deposit box? Yes. Where? At the Bank of America. And what are the contents? Well, the contracts for my stories, uh, uh, some stocks, the stocks I mentioned, the wills. If possible, would you clean out the contents concerning anything that concerns both you and your wife? I'd like to see all the papers that you have. All right. Now, if you'd like to leave your wife's jewelry in there or any valuables which are strictly hers, that's totally up to you. I see.
Do you think your wife has any assets that you don't know about? Well, she seems to have. She's able to come up with money uh, when we think we have nothing at all left, but she can always buy some item that she requires. I don't know where she gets the money. We'll have to inquire to try to find out where she does. All right. Because it may turn out that this is married, uh, property that belongs to the marriage. Oh, I'd like to find out, too. Uh, does any third party have any of her property or your property? Well, not that I know about. Have you made a will? Oh, yes. And where is it located? It's in the, uh, the vault. How's the estate distributed in the will? Well, like hers. She's made a will out, too, in which she leaves uh, everything to me and to the children. And I've made mine out to leave everything to her and to the children. Now that you're divorcing, you may wish to uh, have a new will in which you do not leave everything to her. Yes, I want to reconsider that very carefully. Fine. Is there any other property that you can think of? No, nothing at all. Thank you. This Thank finishes you, this part. Thank you, Mr. Hurst. Band five, client's budget. Now, we're going to ask you several questions. The court is going to be interested in determining if any alimony has to be paid. Now, one reason why it pays for a husband to be a plaintiff in a lawsuit is to fight the idea of alimony. Um, another question is how much child support will have to be paid. The court will be interested in learning your ability to pay the child's needs. And here are some of the itemized questions. What are your earnings, your gross earnings? You mentioned 8000 a year. That's right. Now, do you have an agent? Yes, I have an agent. I pay him 10% uh, of my uh, income. So immediately that's reduced to 7200 a year. Exactly. Is that the amount that comes home, the take-home pay? That's about it. Your earnings by your spouse, do you know what her annual gross is? It's $4,000 a year. And what's her take-home pay? I'm not too sure. I don't figure those things out. Could we guess about 3000 a year? I guess so. Uh, so the totals of your gross earnings would be your eight and her four is 12000 Total of take-home pay would be your 7200 and her 3000 That's about 10200 That sounds right. Uh, in addition to you mentioned uh, this telephone company stock for $144. That's true. Do you have any other additional income? Not at all. Uh, your wife has the additional income of uh, child support from a first husband of $50. That's right. Now, we have discussed total income. Let's discuss total expenses. The household operation expenses, what are your mortgage payments? Well, these will take too long, I think, to answer. Why don't you tell me what they are, and I'll have to fill them out later. Good idea. Mortgage payment, insurance, property taxes, the utilities, fuel, lighting, Water, telephone, garbage, the repairs and service calls, the installment payments on furniture, the replacement costs of things that break, cleaning and laundry, food. And then, of course, the children have expenses. And there we're going to have to be careful to calculate which child has the expenses. Clothing, school lunches, milk. Then there are medical, doctor, dentist, special. Allowances, lessons, tutoring, you mentioned music and piano lessons. Recreation, summer camp, sometimes childcare, babysitting when you go out. The personal expenses that you have, clothing and medical, cosmetics, drugs, glasses, allowances for miscellaneous. There, you'd be surprised how much comes in miscellaneous, like going out. Recreation, education, culture, dues and clubs, etc. Costs of employment like you have your agent's fee. 
any other. Transportation expenses, public transportation and also your car, your gas, your oil, your repairs, maintenance, installment payments, insurance, license, parking. Income taxes, your wife has her income taxes withheld by the employer, you probably have to pay income taxes. If your income taxes are about $500 a year, then you probably have to make $125 each quarter. If in the past your wife has taken care of it, you're going to have to in the future. Well, that's another $500 that's not available to spend some other way. Insurance. A lot of people have more insurance than they realize. Life insurance, health and accident insurance, fire, other. Then the miscellaneous expenses like payments on personal loans, contributions, newspapers, periodicals, pets are quite expensive. And then we review the major topics of household operation, children, personal expenses of client, transportation, income taxes, insurance, miscellaneous. Once we have these resolved, we also have to anticipate how much your spouse will need. Because you two have set up a certain standard of living. If you're like most people, you spend anywhere between 95 and 105 percent of what you take in. Now that you've got the increased expenses of two households, it's going to be rather rough. Band six. Next steps and procedures after the first interview. What has to be done? Well, one of the items that um, I as an attorney have to do is uh, go through a checklist to find out whether I think my clients are ready for a divorce. Now the client has made up his mind. I have a possibility of just doing exactly what the client wants by merely being a form filler and then preparing a summons, preparing a complaint, filing it. Or I can try to do a little independent thinking and sometimes this thinking says hold up a little while. This may be a temporary quarrel. I have to ask, do I feel that there should be a divorce? Does the client really want a divorce or did the client just come in to beef about the spouse? A lot of people just want somebody to listen, somebody sympathetic. Are the client's best interests served by reconciliation? Here are two people who are um, highly nervous apparently, but they do have a house and they do have two children in common and they do have a pattern of living whereby they are economically self-sufficient if they would just stop overspending. Um, can they do any better as single people than they can married to each other? Or could they do any better? Each of them is a one-time loser. This would make them a two-time loser in divorce. If either of them married again, would they just automatically become three-time losers? If I want a reconciliation, what steps should I take toward effecting a reconciliation? Is a reconciliation likely? Should I call Uncle John? Should I call Dr. Willie? Should I call the neighbor? Possibly these three sources of information will give me additional information which will help me make up my mind. Question, does the matter require prompt action on my part? Now, sometimes when it is a woman who comes into my office who says, my husband beats me and please get a court order restraining my husband from coming to the house, the matter does require prompt action. Or if it is a woman who says, we are starving and 
my husband refuses to support us, again, it requires prompt action. In this kind of case, possibly it may be best to wait a week, and during that week, the client and his spouse may simply decide to reconcile on their own without any action on my part. Are any immediate protective orders necessary to protect any of the persons or the property? The answer appears no in this case. Uh, do we need temporary support of the plaintiff? No. In this case, the plaintiff is a husband. Any support of the children needed? No, we don't need an order. The husband is willing to continue providing money for his wife to support the children. There's no temporary custody fight. As far as attorney's fees and costs are concerned, in this case, the husband is my client, and I'm going to have to work out a fee schedule with him before I fully accept the case. No receiver is necessary for property. This isn't a business where somebody might abscond. It isn't a complicated case, so no accountant seems to be necessary at this time. Question, is a restraining order necessary concerning disposition of the property or the houses or cars or anything like that? Uh, we've um, apparently taken the do-it-yourself method in which the husband is going to go to the bank and withdraw one half of the money in the account. Now, one of the items we're going to have to do is get a list of all places which give credit to either parties and notify them by certified letter not to give any credit anymore, possibly also to place a notice in the newspaper that the parties are separating, that the husband will not be responsible for the wife's debts. We started making up a schedule of existing debts in order to find out what has to be paid and who's going to be stuck with them, and there don't seem to be too many debts other than the current ones for the house and for the wife's car. Possibly she bought the car anticipating that there would be a divorce in order to be able to show the court that she has high current expenses. And therefore, she bought the car for 12 payments of $250 each instead of the normal 30 or 36 payments. I'm going to have to start preparing a complaint. The client um, would want a complaint. It's necessary in order to start a divorce case. The ground is probably going to be extreme cruelty. We'll just have the general allegation of extreme cruelty with some of the usual examples. Other grounds which are theoretically available in other cases include desertion, conviction of a felony, insanity, habitual intemperance, and other grounds. The grounds vary from state to state. I found that it's best practically to use the extreme cruelty ground because it hurts the feelings of the other party least and therefore the other party may tend not to fight the divorce and will be able to get a fast, unfought default divorce. In the prayer for of the complaint, we'll ask for a divorce. We will not ask for custody of the minor children. We will ask for visitation rights. We definitely do not wish to pay alimony the wife in this case has proven that she's self-supporting for the past few years and therefore doesn't need any alimony. The division of the property of the parties is a puzzle. That's one reason why I asked for the detailed int um, list. Once we have the list, we'll have various columns listing the items, listing the value. 
And then we'll have a husband column and a wife column in which we'll try to distribute the assets. For example, if a husband wants the hi-fi and the wife gets the television set, we can easily put the hi-fi in the husband's column and the television set in the wife's column. The wife will probably get her own jewelry, her own clothing, her own car. Um, then we'll add up the value of the agreed amounts in the husband's column and the agreed amounts in the wife's column and see what the comparison is. Then when we see how much the husband wants and how much the wife wants, we can use this information when we discuss the items that both of them want. Band 7, how your attorney estimates his fees and costs. These fees and costs vary uh, tremendously. The variation depends in large part upon the client and a large part upon the attorney. For example, when I started out, I handled a default divorce for $125 and I paid the costs out of that $125. At that time, my overhead was very, very low, and I was quite hungry, and $100 meant a lot to me. This was substantially under the market. There are various attorney associations which have minimum fee schedules, and minimum fee schedules very often provide that the minimum suggested fee for an attorney be $25 per hour. An estimate is made of the amount of hours the attorney will have to spend on a default case. That's an uncontested divorce case. And these hours might be 10, 12 hours. Sometimes more, sometimes less. Multiply $25 per hour by 10 hours and you come to a $250 fee. Now some attorneys are divorce specialists and they are in divorce court so frequently that they can afford to do it for less. Other attorneys are young, as I was years ago, or hungry. Other attorneys simply don't handle divorces. They like to handle businesses or criminal cases, and they may mention a rather high fee just in order not to get the case. At this time, I'm in the bracket of $40 per hour, and multiplying my $40 per hour times 10 hours comes to $400. Now, that's the just one part of the whole fee. That is the uncontested divorce fee. In the event, I also have to prepare a property settlement agreement. I have to anticipate how much property my client has, how much time it will take, and I can make an estimate of anywhere from two to five hours when it is a relatively simple case like this. Therefore, my estimate for the property settlement agreement would have to be two to five hours times my current rate. Let's say anywhere from $50 to $200. In addition to this, there is a filing fee, which varies from state to state, and then there is a service fee where somebody, the marshal very often, or maybe a friend, may be paid, or if it's a friend, not paid, to serve on the other spouse the summons, the complaint, and in some cases, the order to show cause. Altogether, let's estimate $50 for costs on an uncontested case. The moment it's contested, there may be extra expenses for a deposition where one attorney asks questions of the other party. Um, in a lawyer's office, a 
certified court stenographer is hired to take down the questions, the answers, and later to transcribe them. A deposition can easily cost between $100 and $200 for um, several hours worth of questions and answers. If the deposition takes longer, of course, the fees are higher. Band eight. What happens next between attorney and client? The client comes in to read the complaint, which I've prepared in fairly general language. The complaint will allege that there was a marriage, that the parties have separated, that there is a general ground for divorce, it will concern itself with custody, with visitation, with alimony. The client can then sign the complaint. We will have the complaint and summons brought down to the courthouse where the court clerk will give a number to the case, a copy of the summons and complaint will then be served on the other spouse. The other spouse has approximately 10 days to answer. The number of days varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. An answer is a very technical word. It means more than say, thank you for the complaint and I don't like it. It requires the filing of a legal document in court. If the other spouse has not filed the answer, then we, the plaintiff's side, will so notify the court with a document saying that the other party has not filed, with another document asking for a court date. We will probably get the court date anywhere from one to two months after we ask for it. Just before the court date, I will call up the client, ask the client to bring in a witness, go over the testimony, that we can give in court the next day. The interview with the client and the witness may take approximately one hour. I found that witnesses at first are very, very shy about speaking openly and telling everything that they know that the other party did. You know, the beating, the screaming, the yelling, the nagging. At the end of the interview, the witness may still be shy. The next day is court day, and in court, I will ask my client to repeat in about two, three minutes, everything that's said in the complaint. Then I'll call on the witness. The witness will corroborate the grounds for divorce, corroborate the residence requirements. And generally at this time, the witness is very free and will say terrible things about the other side. The judge will then ask a question possibly. He will probably sign the divorce papers if they're ready for his signatures. Now, in some states, like California, there is an interlocutory divorce period. The interlocutory divorce period expires one year after the spouse was served, or 60 days after the trial date, whichever is a longer period. At the end of this time, more papers have to be processed, prepared for the judge's signature. The judge will then file the final decree of divorce. These are properly filed and the parties are free. They are then able to do with their lives as independent, single people, whatever they can. Thank you very much, Mr. Walter E. Hurst. <laughs>